just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack? We're just friends who are Gen Xers, former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the Earth. And we're here to save it one podcast at a time. Good evening, Starshine. The Earth says hello. And so do we. We are Kenyatta and Jack. And we're back with you with an all-new, spanking, sparkly, twinkling episode of Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. As you all know, I'm Kenyatta, and with me, 1,200 miles to the west, is Jack. Hold on, Jack. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just watching the craziness that is our world. Indeed. Unfurled before us. Yeah. Listening friends, y'all don't know it because I'm about to tell you, but Jack and I have had a little bit of a vacation. It was our summer vacation. So even though you guys have heard regularly posted episodes every week, we have actually been off for roughly a month or so, taking a break, addressing other things. So we are back after a break. We are refreshed. We are ready to go. We're going to tackle this. We're going to talk about it. We're going to cuss a little. And we want you all here with us. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, yes. We uh, worked our butts off in July and recorded a bunch of extra episodes so that we could come back to you refreshed. Indeed. For September. And uh, it didn't work because all we did was just get drunk every day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're in worse shape now than before we went on out. <laughs> I mean, I tried to get it together, but ugh. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, but fortunately, we chose a month where no news happened at all nationally. Just no, nothing big happened, you know, no serving what? of search warrants or anything. <laughs> I think the biggest news was there was another bear attack. Yeah. May they rest in peace. That was it. The news cycle has been dry. So this Surprisingly so. This might be a short episode, listening friends. If it wasn't for the fact that we are completely bullshitting you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you guys all know. Things have been a bit interesting. Yes. And we're going <sighs> to discuss that after we go through our WTFs. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, having said that, Jack. What do you want to dive into for your WTF moment for this week? Okay. Um, I discovered this on Right Wing Watch. Mm -hmm. It is an article called Once We Take Control by Kyle Mantila. And there's going to be, I'm going to play some audio here in a moment. It's about two and a half minutes. And the audio is from a fellow named Dalton Claude Felter, who I have never heard of before, but he is a right wing. I don't know if you could call him a big time pundit because he's on the Stu Peters network. When I don't know who Stu Peters is, hmm. but he has a show called The Right Dissident. And uh, on his show, he has interviewed elected GOP officials, GOP candidates, 
and former members of the Trump administration. Hmm. So even though I've never heard of him, don't know if you've ever heard of this fella, Uh -uh. but apparently right-wingers have. Hmm. And uh, I am going to go ahead and play this soundbite because it is terrifying in a way that is terrifying. So uh, to quote Samuel L. Jackson from Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Here we go. Mm. Once we maintain power, once we take our country back, we will have federal agents kicking down the doors of every treasonous Democrat, every treasonous globalist, every homosexual couple that has molested a child, and they will be arrested, and they will be sentenced to prison. I believe in a far-right authoritarian government. No, I am not a fascist. No, I am not a white supremacist. No, I am not a Nazi. But I do believe that hierarchy, structure, and authority are very important. I do believe that our society needs these things in order to progress and maintain its cultural framework. I believe that our society needs this in order to rid itself of sexual immorality and blatant degeneracy running rampant all throughout the country, in our schools, in our social media. The list goes on. Once we take control, we will identify our enemies and we will stomp them into the dirt they will not be able to return to power. We will rip them from their offices. We will rip them from their homes for being degenerate liars, degenerate treasonous domestic terrorists, because that is what they are. If we want to take back the country and reestablish a Christ-like nation, a nation where the national religion is Christian, a nation where the national language is English, a nation where pornography is banned, homosexuality is banned, and transgenderism is banned, where you will never see a college that isn't a Christian college, the only college acceptable, and that you are able to go to is a Christian school, because every school in these United States should teach that of Christian values. Every school should teach the Ten Commandments in elementary school. Every school should promote what it means to be a Christian to the youth of America. It cannot be any other way. There should be no secular teaching in the schools. Okay. Uh, Is that as terrifying to you as it was to me? I just threw up a little in my mouth. I mean, that's not even saying, saying the quiet part out loud. That's saying it through a bullhorn into a microphone with, like, the speaker set up from Woodstock 99. I was really, really ready for him to say, let's go ahead and just gather up all the brown and beige people too while we're at it. I was ready for him to say it because he was like on the verge. That that's that was probably later on in the show, just not. <laughs> just not what with that little, that little delightful clip that we heard. Yeah, yeah. that fun two and a half minutes. Yeah. First of all, I think his understanding of Christianity might be a little off. I don't know that saying you're going to kill everybody is kind of what 
Jesus was about. No. Uh, there's that. And then how can you sit there and literally call people liars when you're a supporter of Donald Trump? Again, these people are operating on the side of rights as far as they're concerned. So everybody that isn't is exactly what he described, degenerates. Yeah. All of us. All of us who happen to be this, this, that, and the third, and any of us that happen to be supporters of or so-called allies of or believe in any of what he's talking about, we are also degenerates by association. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And the, the scary part is, is he's not alone. Uh-uh. This is the exact viewpoint that Lauren Bobart has and Marjorie Taylor Greene and, you know, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and all of these groups. And this is what they actually believe. It's just this guy's low level enough that he can say it without sort of the national media picking up on it. Oh, sure. That, is, that needs to be picked up on by the national media because what that guy just said is, is horrific. It's, it's disgusting. It. Yeah. I mean, not not. It's not as though the entire two minutes and change wasn't bad enough. But when he said homosexuals that are molesting children, I was like, "What?" Yeah. Again with this, like the one of the nastiest stereotypes ever. You're yeah. equating homosexuality with pedophilia. Knock it off. Especially since in the last year. The biggest scandals involving children being molested has come from clergy. Hello. Independent fundamental, from the Southern Baptist, Independent Fundamental Baptist, the Mormon Church, Jehovah's Witnesses. But we need to get back to a Christ-like nation because Uh, Christianity is this country's religion and English is this nation's language. Shut the entire fuck up with that. Yeah. And my favorite thing is when the founders... We're forming, you know, constructing the Constitution and the framework of the United States. And when they had the opportunity to put in all sorts of Christianity into the Constitution, my favorite part is how they didn't do it. Oh, yeah, that bit about separation of church and state. Yeah. Because they wanted a secular government. And so it's amazing how they founded everything on Christianity, but then just left all of that out. Sure. Sure. Like, you know, oh, they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it. No. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When you look at the Constitution and all these other founding fathers, foundations on paper, they get reinterpreted and twisted based on whoever wants to use them as a, a very thinly veiled cover for whatever bigotry they're trying to sell people. So. All of a sudden, the 14th Amendment isn't good enough to protect someone's rights, but the Second Amendment stands, and it's forever going to stand. And just like you said, they never mentioned this nation having any official religion, but all of a sudden, this joker is saying Christianity is the only one, and we all know it. Right. What? Because, you know, when they had the opportunity to put in the Constitution, Christianity is the official religion of the United States. They completely did it. They were negligent. That's right. They didn't do it. They were so negligent. Yeah. And and granted, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Granted, the founding fathers did not envision a country like what it looks like today, obviously. So you can call that short-sighted, but not really. 
because obviously they weren't fortune tellers, so they had no idea. They were mostly operating off of what they knew, where they came from, and what they thought might happen in the near future. There's no way they could have predicted that this country looks like the big old uh, jambalaya that it is. Yeah, but they also knew that because they couldn't foresee what was happening, created mm-hmm. a process. Mm-hmm. Which they did include in the Constitution mm-hmm. to change things in the amendment process. Mm-hmm. So clearly they knew the world is going to change. and We need to give uh, an ability, a means to change things sure. as the world progresses. Right. So they did. They included the amendment process. Mm-hmm. So now us women can vote. Uh, us black people can vote. Uh, black women can vote. Black women can vote. Etc., etc., so on and so forth. So that part works. But what, where's my hand dandy constitution? When was the last amendment that got passed? What, more than. Oh, it's been forever. 150 years ago ish? No, more no, than that? No. Let me see. Uh, oh, no. No, 1992. Amendment 27 ratified May 7, 1992. No law varying the compensation for the services of the senators and representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. That's pretty simple and straightforward. But that was the last one. Well, I mean, it would take a lot longer to go through and find something of significance, so to speak. Yeah. Related to this is Mm -hmm. um, alumnus of this program, Lauren Bobart, Mm -hmm. who recently was being given a speech, interviewed something. And the sad thing is, is people actually think, A, that she's intelligent. (laughs) And B, that she thinks she's intelligent. Sure. So she's talking about how maybe if you're going to run for office, you should have to take a test on the Constitution. Why not? And then her very next statement was, and then you should also have to take a test on biblical competency. You have to know the Bible. Well, maybe she needs to take first part because... Of the things that are in the Constitution is there shall be no religious test to qualify to run for office in the United States. That actually is in the Constitution. Yeah, I could tell that you're taking that in. I um, I don't know if I have room for much more. Because <laughs> I feel like Kelly Bundy on that episode Married with Children. Where she was going to go on the game show. (laughs) So they had to stuff her head full of facts. And they gave her one fact too many. And she forgot the first one. It's like, I'm at my limit. And I'm getting ready to push out. Like how to tie my shoes. Or something. I don't know how much more I can take. (laughs) You done screwed me up. I I, 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 mm. I just had a thought related to that. uh, A few nights ago. About how. Part of the citizenship process is taking a test on the Constitution. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't object to having incoming politicians, especially at the federal level. Take a pop quiz, like 10, 15, qu- something. What do you know about it? Yeah. Well, what I'm not you, saying that's a bad idea. That's not a bad idea, but the rest of what she said was BS. Yeah. But. The fact that it's clear she doesn't know squat about what she's talking about because she says something that completely contradicts 
you know, the law on paper. Or, I don't, what do you want to call it, the law? The, um, what was taken down on paper as the, the yeah. rule of the land, so to speak. So, yeah, she's a dipshit. I, there's no getting away from that. That's not... Dang it, why did, why did you have to just be mean to all the dipshits? Because they have it coming? I... Well, I mean, you I, can't I compare tr- dipshits to Lauren Bobart. I mean, that's a step up. Oh, 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 my bad. I misunderstood. <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. Right? I'm sorry. The, the dipshits deserve better than that. I'm sorry. They deserve better company than that. I apologize. I apologize. And I, I, I pray for her healing and for her return to higher level education. Amen. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, Dalton is scary. Yes. He's saying crap that I firmly believe that a large portion of the right wing in the GOP currently believes. Yes. But he, like you said, he said it the loudest and he's as clear as a bell. Yeah. He's saying it the loudest. All the rest of them are still hiding behind dog whistles and, you know, code words. He just said it. He just finally said it out loud. Yep. So now that I've given everybody some nightmare fuel, what's your WTF moment? (laughs) I'm going to add to that, but it's not, it's not on this continent. (laughs) Over there. (laughs) It's over there. Oh my. Uh, This just happened. Uh, Oh, today. Um, A high ranking Russian oil executive died. After falling from a sixth-floor hospital window in Moscow, the country's state media reported the latest in a series of deaths of businessmen with ties to the energy industry since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February. Reveal Naganov, the chairman of Lukoil, Russia's second-largest oil producer, fell out of a window at the Central Clinical Hospital, according to a report by Channel One, I'm assuming that's a local Moscow television station, the country's leading state-owned television network. The report said that the clinic had confirmed the incident. Lukoil said in a statement that Mr. Meganoff, quote, had passed away following a severe illness. Now, to be clear, uh, this gentleman, along with others, have been heavy critics of Putin and his invasion of Ukraine. I'm shocked that you said that. <laughs> his his so-called quote-unquote suicide is not the first suspicious death of high-ranking Russian businessmen since February. And I'm stunned. February 25th, a fellow by the name of Alexander Tulikov. I'm probably saying that wrong. I apologize. A deputy deputy general director of the Treasury for Gazprom, Russia's energy giant, was found dead in his garage near St. Petersburg. In April, Vladislav, uh, I can't even say the last name. I'm so sorry. A former, former deputy president of Gazprom Bank, one of the largest Russian lenders and a bank with ties to Gazprom, was found dead in an apartment in Moscow, along with the bodies of his wife and daughter. Investigators said it was a murder-suicide. In May... The murder part was probably correct. Mm. In May, a fellow by the name of Alexander Supintin, Supintin, a former Luke Oil executive, had been found dead in the basement of a house in uh, a town just out of Moscow. 
the police open a criminal investigation. There's no no there's no mention here in this article of what the result of this investigation was, but I bet you it's not going to be what it actually is. But I picked that as my WTF, not just because of the one particular man's death, but because there had been a series of deaths of these particular men who have had not nice things to say about Putin. Didn't we say this at least once since February? That anybody in Russia that has something critical to say about Putin in this war was going, something was going to happen. They're going to disappear, or in this case, die under suspicious circumstances. I believe we mentioned that. We did. I think we must be the psychic. Mm. It's a blessing and a curse, listening friends. (laughs) If only that would work for lotto numbers. Indeed. I would still do this podcast, but not much else. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, I would definitely still podcast. But not much else. <laughs> I would buy one of those, those little, those little. You get a little pedal bike that it fits underneath your desk, and I would just pedal while doing podcast things all day long. That's my exercise. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> I say last... that I might actually keep working because, damn it, I have worked too hard to get that pension, and I am too close to receiving it. And I don't care if I'm rich; I earned that pension. I, I'm not. I'm not here to argue. I I agree wholeheartedly. Once you put some years in, in at certain places, yes, damn it, I'm coming out of here with everything I earned. I agree. I I may have fifty million dollars, but damn it, I'm gonna earn that extra two grand a month. I guess that extra two grand a month that I earned. Mm-hmm. This is my direct deposit. Y'all see it right there. Boop. There it is. So yeah, I thought I'd share that. I found that um. Not humorous in any way whatsoever, but scarily, like yours, scary and unfortunately predictable. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to just make a guess here. That clip we played earlier is the only clip I've ever heard of that Dalton fellow. I bet you he is probably a fan of Putin. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I he is probably pro-Russia in the Russia-Ukraine thing. I just can't imagine him not being. Yeah, it tracks. Because apparently tracks. Putin's everything he's all about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to take a wild guess when you were talking about, he was almost talking about, you know, saying the bad things about uh, brown people. I'm also going to say he probably doesn't like Jewish people either. Oh, you heard him say globalists, right? Well, yeah, I know. Because globalist yeah. is a code word for Jew, so. <laughs> I, I learned that from you, and I've been doing my reading since, so I'm like, yeah, I caught it. Code words and dog whistles. Yep. I'm surprised you just didn't go ahead and just come out all anti-Semitic. Although, at this point, I think they've used globalist so much that maybe they, it just comes out anyway. <laughs> you know, there's no in, in the con- yeah. yeah, in the context that they're using it, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the sentiment now. Thanks, yeah. guys. Oh boy! So that's um, that's our tip off to this yeah. game. Yeah, and I'm going to do a pretty good segue. But you know who else loves Vladimir Putin? That His would be wife? former President Donald J. Trump. Oh, gross. Okay, yeah. <laughs> He's Let's a big get, fan. 
let's get into that because he's been a busy, busy boy lately. Can you imagine being so unbelievably stupid but sure of yourself at the same time that your defense of one crime is admitting another crime, right? Because he's like, no, that it wasn't classified. I declassified it. But the law that you're breaking, dumb fucker, is you aren't even supposed to be in possession of any of those documents, regardless of what they were classified. It could have been a menu from the Pentagon, and you aren't supposed to be in possession of it. That is also a crime. So when he's like, I declassified him, so it's not a crime. Maybe the classification part isn't the crime, if you did, which we all know. You also committed another crime and you admitted it. All they got to do is show his tweets once he gets indicted. Well, his truths, they're not tweets, but hes he admitted it. That's all they got to do. Hey, here's him admitting this crime. This is the law. And here's him admitting I did the crime. Okay. He made it fairly easy for him, didn't he? And that's just that one thing. Well, to, to piggyback off that one thing, I found a very interesting uh, Twitter thread. News anchor Soledad O'Brien, who I love, actually reposted this from, I think it's a lawyer acquaintance of hers. And she, she posted, it's like a six, seven part Twitter thread, but very, very informative because it touches on this very thing. <clears throat> the fact that Trump never formally declassified anything and also never raised it to DOJ, Department of Justice, but is asserting it unofficially now is actually an incredibly damning admission by Trump. That's because it means that he wanted these secrets to still have value. As I noted in a previous tweet, had Trump formally declassified these secrets, he would have had to notify all the agencies responsible for the respective intel. They, in turn, would have taken steps to protect methods and sources. Why? Because it would no longer be secret. If you really think something should be public, then you want to take steps to protect the sources of the intel before you release it. But Trump claims he did it secretly. That means he intentionally wanted to leave those sources and methods exposed. Why would you want that? Only if you wanted the secrets to have value to someone. Similarly, if he, is, if he had asserted declassification to DOJ, they'd ask, which ones? He'd have to show what he had. Again, once the USG knows, the secrets get protective, i.e. no value as, quote, secrets. Of course, he conveniently trots out the claim that he declassified them now, once he is found out. The jig is up, so now he thinks it's a shield. But you only secretly declassify if you want secrets to remain valuable while giving yourself cover if you get discovered. Yeah. Yeah. And what's even funnier is that all of these Trumpsters that all this time have had his back and have speaking up for him, the sidelines have gone eerily quiet in the last three weeks. Yeah, especially in this last week. Oh, yeah. That first week, they were all, 
oh, overwritten, yeah. and as things have gotten released, they've slowly become a little more quiet in their demeanor. But more I also would like to know, since the FBI planted those documents, did Trump declassify them after they were planted by the FBI? Or did he unclassify all U.S. secrets so that in the future, if the FBI planted stuff at his residence, he could say that he had already declassified it? Here's the problem. If the FBI planted them, that means that would have, that would have had to happen when he was officially out of office. So he had no power to declassify shit. He couldn't declassify a dog turd. So that well, doesn't hold any water. <laughs> clearly. Everyone that doesn't have ours, their political affiliation, knows that. (laughs) (laughs) And a large portion of those that have the R (laughs) with their political affiliation also know that. But they have to play the game. Yeah. Or they're going to play the game. I'll put it that way. You know, I I have talked about how when I uh, started my deconversion process as a Republican... (laughs) to become a non-Republican. One of the things that led me to that was initially Trump. And I remember saying at the time, one of my reasons is Donald Trump is going to destroy the Republican Party and he is going to take so many Republicans down that it's going to be scary. And that is completely what is happening. There are these people that are just dying on this Donald Trump hill. And when all of this crap comes out, they're through. They're through. And that's just, I'm not even including the ones that he's going to haul into jail with them that are going to be his cellmates. I'd like to paraphrase a quote from one of my favorite movies on this one. This is our pop culture moment for the, for the episode. Beetlejuice. If you don't let me gut this White House and make it my own, I'm going to go insane and I will take you with me. That's very well, yeah. yeah. It's just he, like... he's, he is officially, he's always been off the tomato, but now? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just... Especially now that he's, you know, his defense of a crime is admitting to another crime. Yeah. How can these people look at this man and still think that he's one of the smartest men that's ever lived and he's 18 steps of all of his political enemies, right? Because everything he's done since the raid, Merrick Garland has just like, oh, yeah, well, and I guess if you're going to say that, then we're going to do this. And every time he looks worse, every single time. And then he, 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 he goes ahead and adds some more croutons to this Caesar salad of a mess and says, uh, go ahead and declare me the rightful president or just, just have a redo. Just have a redo. And listening friends, if you've been paying attention, this just happened within this last week. Right. And I guess that's where, maybe that's why Lauren Bobart said you should take a test on the Constitution because uh, he needs to. No, that's not the kind of test I'm thinking of. <laughs> that, that's not the kind of test he needs right now. No, no, you're exactly right. Like, I showed you a list of vegetables five minutes ago. Tell me the the names of those vegetables. That's the kind of the, the kind of test that he needs. Yeah, he he needs yeah. some cognitive assessment, something. Yeah, and I'm by no means I'm by no means making fun of anybody with any kind of cognitive issues. But that dude right there, mm-mm. there's no part of him that speaks to sanity in any way whatsoever. There's not even there's not even a vague a vague resemblance to it anymore. He's just da- he's just downright nuts. Yeah, and 
if you have spent the last, I don't know, since 2016, whatever it was, screaming lock her up, and you aren't screaming lock him up now, you are the worst type of hypocrite that there can be. Hillary Clinton had 13 emails on her server that had a classification status. I don't know which one they were, but from what I understand, not one of them had CSI at the end of it, which means it can only be viewed in a specific type of room. Mm -hmm. Controlled, secured room. Mm -hmm. He had... What's the number at like now? 300? Here's my thing. It changes every day, so I can't know. (laughs) I mean, one would be enough. But yeah, the fact that he just... He basically took a stack of pointless paperwork, took the classified shit and kind of like shoved it in there, thinking he was going to camouflage it, and then just ran out the door. Really? Yeah. Really. And then to see the picture the other day of all the files laid out on the floor, I'm like, that looks like some kid's back-to-school supply. That that's only a laid little out. bit. That's a, yeah, that's only a little bit. And you know, back in January when they did the initial one and they got fifteen banker boxes full of stuff. Yeah. So the other day at work, because I get there before everybody else does, I went and stacked up fifteen bankers boxes and took pictures of it, <laughs> just to be like, this is what fifteen banker boxes look like mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. The, this new raid, they got 33 more banker boxes. 48 banker's boxes of information. And, and it just them? accidentally got sent there? No. Each one of them banker boxes, if you do it right, can hold a considerable amount of paper. Considerable. Well, I am in charge of doing lots of filing and maintaining files at my job. Mm-hmm. I can get somewhere depending on the thickness of the files, mm-hmm. between 75 and 125 files in a banker box. Yep. Easy. <laughs> so even if you just sort of average that out and went with 100, that is a massive amount of, of stuff. But you mean to tell us, oh, I didn't mean to have it. Yeah, It was just in my desk, just three things that were marked top secret CSI. Okay. I want to know what's in those documents. First of all, I wonder how much stuff is in there is also related to January 6th. I don't I don't know that there's a whole lot of that. But I think I think I think a lot of it is probably probably military, probably having to do with Russia's interference with the uh the 2016 election. Yep. I think that's a big chunk of it. And that's why he was sweating, you know, hog's head cheese because he knows he didn't fucked up for real. And it's just a matter yeah. of time now. It yeah, what was it? Tuesday that he truths over 60 times in a 12-hour period? That tells me that he's probably acting that way because he is scared shitless. He knows uh-huh. that it's up for him. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter now of really, truly getting the ducks in a row. And I'm being hopeful when I say that. Because even with this much damning evidence that we know he had, it still has to get backtracked. From whence it came, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So they still have work to do, but the fact that they have it at all, and we, you know, it's confirmed for a fact that he had it and he wasn't supposed to, that's facts. That's facts. Yeah. They know everything that he had. Yeah. And really, I don't see why this is surprising because he's a man that is president, was told on multiple occasions, sir, you cannot tear up papers. They had to hire somebody whose job it was to tape up. 
the papers that he tore up and threw away. That was someone's job at the White House to tape these documents back up. He also ate documents. And then he also went upstairs to the private residence and had meetings with people, which you are not supposed to do when you are the president, because that is in a considered a separate non-type work thing. Mm-hmm. And then if there was stuff that was written in there, he would he would uh, burn the trash can. We're lucky that man didn't burn the frickin' White House down. On top of all of this, as we've said before, I think on this podcast, if he can't respect what in the grand scheme of things is a relatively non-important, stupid rule, that I can't meet in the president's bedroom and have official state meetings, if he can't respect that, what other things can he not respect, you know, law-wise? Well, apparently he can't respect anything. And then the whole, this has never happened to a president before. Yeah, because we've never had a fucking president that was committing espionage. <laughs> That's why it's never happened. And then the whole thing when it first happened, if they can do this to him, what can they, they could do this to you. Yeah, that's the whole point of the United States. Yeah, if you if you break a law, they're going to come for you. That no one's above the law, so yeah. Nobody. I hope that if some other rando person has 48 banker boxes of Department of Defense documents, that he gets raided. But where they're wrong, where they're saying he's getting special treatment because he's Donald Trump. Yeah, he is. Because any other person in the United States of America would be in prison right now. Mm-hmm. That's where you would be. And yep. if you had 48 boxes of it, some people might just, I'm not saying it's Russia, but they, there would be no parole. Or not parole, bell. They would look at this and say, we have no idea who this dude's dealing with. He had all of this. Why did he need all of this? And they would be in jail without bell. Earlier this year, earlier this year, I can't think of her name. Watched on a YouTube video. There was a woman that worked for DOD, low level, and she transported material that was considered classified from like Hawaii to wherever it is she works. And it was not secured. It wasn't in the right type of container, yada, 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 yada. She got busted. Would you like to know where she is today? Cool in her heels in a cell. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you figured that one out. <laughs> I am psychic. <laughs> yes. Let me get on this pick five right quick. <laughs> so, yeah, he, they are right when they're saying he's getting treated differently mm-hmm. because of who he is. Because mm-hmm. anyone else, they wouldn't have asked three times. And we know that it was really probably more than that. Because probably. who knows how many times they asked before they got the 15 boxes back in January. Mm-hmm. We just know since then that it was officially three times that they asked. So then his lie of, they wanted him back. All they had to do was ask. Once again, admitting to the crime. <laughs> yeah, I had it. Like, they did. They subpoenaed you. Wait. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> Rick James do. I don't know nothing about no couch. Fuck that couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He Rick, he Rick James. James. <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. Fuck it. <laughs> and then the Dang whole, it. yeah, and then the whole what about is you know, with Hillary Clinton. Let me explain it this way, because I know growing up mm. that there was always, you know, well, if so-and-so, just because so-and-so did it doesn't mean it, mean it was right when you did it. So let's imagine this scenario. You have, you have two kids. You have a daughter and you have a son. And let's just say that, I don't know, in 2014, your daughter gets busted stealing three Snickers bars from a 7 he disciplined her at the time. You know, there's some trouble. Maybe not as much as it should have been. Because maybe she, I don't know, apologizes to the 7-Eleven and gives the Snickers back. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say 
some years later, like six, the younger brother gets busted in 7-Eleven, stealing a case of Snickers and Kit Kats. Mm. And he gets totally busted. But his defense is, I couldn't have been stealing a case of Snickers. My hands were full with a case of Kit Kats. I couldn't have possibly held both cases at once. Would that fly <laughs> with anyone? Not, not, not even, not even on the moon. Ugh. And the fact that you have this turd legitimately using this as his, as the foundation of his defense. Well, I didn't do this because I was doing this. Yeah. Huh? It's like, dude, you have freaking caramel and peanuts on your mouth. Those aren't in Kit Kats. <laughs> you know, this guy's like, I couldn't have done that. I, I declassified him. Okay. Guess what, pal? That's still against the law. Regardless of whether or not you did or didn't, they should have never left the building. They don't that, belong to you, Donald Trump. I don't... It's And I think maybe we're looking at it wrong sometimes. It's not whether or not he knew it wasn't supposed to happen. He just didn't give a shit. No, no. He, I, he's I literally guess, fucked that couch. Big <laughs> James. He 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 knew he knew that those papers were going to they were going to get him in a shit world of trouble. So he figured the kind of trouble he would get in by stealing them was lesser than if someone came along after he moved out and someone else came in and was like, oh. So, hide the evidence of the crime? That's like, there was this true crime podcast that I used, to, I used to listen to. It was really good until, you know, it was discovered that the host is pretty much short a few shingles on his roof. Anyway, <laughs> and he, he did a profile of a case, uh, one episode, where a young girl went missing. I want to say it was somewhere in Oklahoma, actually. Um, it was some years ago. I think in maybe the late eighties, early nineties, something. And all they found was like her bike and, you know, weeks of searching and investigating. They weren't turning up anything. And one of the people that they interviewed about, you know, when's the last time you saw him was a, a young man that was a nearby neighbor, a teenage boy. Yeah, I saw her, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, weeks go by and the, the police are keep hitting, they keep hitting dead ends, dead ends. And, you know, there's search parties going out and they're looking for, and this kid is part of the search party. Like the whole, the whole neighborhood is in an uproar, but there's no leads. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was his mother, I think, came into his room one day and smelled some. Couldn't, I think he might have been to school. He was out or something. <laughs> Turns out this little sicko had kidnapped the young girl, done some awful things to her for, I think it's like slit her throat. Hit her body. He had a water bed. He had slid her up underneath the bed in between the base of the water bed right, and the yeah, mattress. That, that weird sort of square. Yeah. It was ghastly. And then they questioned him and it was it was screwed. I mean, not that any case like that isn't already screwed up to begin with. Was messed up was the kid would he'd be the first one to volunteer to go on the searches. He would always be talking to the police. He would like volunteer. He had no problem telling them. I have no idea what happened to her. All the while, he had this poor girl up underneath in his bedroom. And he wouldn't, 
that's the kind of thing that this reminds me of. Like you literally have this sociopath out in front trying to deflect all of this BS that's going on, acting like he had nothing to do with it. Meanwhile, he goes to sleep every single night with with no issues. Yeah. Like how do you do something that ridiculous and you have no issues? You can you can still keep running your mouth as though you had nothing to do with nothing and everybody's trying to persecute you. I mean, obviously the stealing of classified documents and murder are two different things. But yeah. to to me right now the mindset is the same. This is a truly screwed up individual and everybody that still associates with him and and signs up to even defend him or even walk these arguments out is as screwed up as he is. Cause I don't, you, you're volunteering for Trump if you, if you sign on to these cases, cause he's not going to pay you. He doesn't no. pay people. So you're literally volunteering to defend this psycho. Yeah. And that's, that's partially why he yeah. had such a hard time finding anybody to represent him in this <laughs> Mar-a-Lago because they all know he's not going to pay him. And they all know that they are in for multiple years worth of thousands of hours of work, even though they know they're going to lose because he admitted to the crime. Yeah. But, you know, the A-team lawyers, they're like, no, 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 we don't want this. The B-team lawyers, the JVs, they're like, Mm-mm. yeah, no, we don't want to touch this one either. Mm-mm. Better call Saul. Because I, no, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't, think, I don't think Saul would even take this case. <laughs> I don't think he would either. <laughs> this is like... He's at, like, H level. <laughs> you know? This is like a dude that graduated from law school, like, two weeks ago and just passed his bar exam level. <laughs> An ambulance chaser probably wouldn't even take this. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I don't know if these lawyers like a challenge or what. But either any way you look at it, the fact that you can, there's evidence of the crime literally sitting in the room with you. And you're still like, everything's good there's there's no problems here what yeah he's not paying rudy giuliani rudy giuliani's gonna go to jail for this man and he still isn't paying him rudy giuliani will not make it i hate to say it i don't i I wish death you know what i don't care he he freaking made his i mean he did to trump anything that happens to him at this point he did to himself that's absolutely correct i just don't like to put those kind of things out in the air however as I heard it stated, oh gosh, it was a mini series I just got through watching about. It was a it was a fictionalized story about the feud between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford when they made whatever happened to Baby Jane. And it, you know, it was it was a good mini series. And they get to the point in in their story uh, that when Joan Crawford passes away, and a reporter calls Betty Davis and saying Joan Crawford passed, we're calling you to see if you had anything to say about it. Betty Davis was like. My mother always used to say, if you don't have anything good to say about someone, don't say anything at all. And then she says, Joan Crawford is dead. Good. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about it. Rudy is is dead. Mm. That's I, it. <laughs> That's it. And, and you're right. Everything. That, I think, his whole character arc, because it really does seem like a really bad soap opera now. Right. His, his whole character arc from going to from going from one of the most beloved mayors of the biggest cities in the country to this? What the hell happened, man? <laughs> from taking down so much of the mob in New York City to being a lieutenant for a freaking mob boss. Like, That's all Trump is. He's just a mob boss. He really he is. Does. I mean, he's like the worst mob boss. He's like he's like ace level mob boss. He's like an ace level. He's not but but yeah, like, how did you go from this to what you're doing right now? You literally 
slobbering over yourself trying to convince people that there's not a problem here. What is wrong with you? You're willing to sacrifice yourself? I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't measure the level of insanity right now. If Betsy DeVos could recognize Trump is going to get me put in jail and I'm just the Secretary of Education, if she's smart enough to realize that that can happen, (laughs) that's saying a lot. How far down Giuliani has fallen. That's saying a lot. But I mean, if Trump (laughs) won't even pay that man, that should let anybody know he is, you know, he's not going to do that. Well, I'm saying even even with not paying Giuliani, Giuliani's still sticking to him. I know. I know. Okay, go ahead and be the skid marks in Trump's draws. Go ahead. I definitely is the skid marks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as I said on Facebook uh, a week and a half, ten days ago, whatever it is. Like sometimes when you go on a witch hunt, you actually find witches. Yes. Right? Yes, and then they they need to get ready and get lined up because I hear death by drowning is awful. <laughs> yeah, and and if you live, I guess you're not a witch. Well, if, if you float, you're not a witch, <laughs> right? Because you're gonna float probably when you're dead. Yeah. So wood isn't witches, and wood floats, but witches don't float. So obviously, if you float, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, but, that I mean, I mean the logic. You know, in determining who's a witch and who's not, that's about that's about as reliable as their whole line of logic right now. So it fits. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe all of these DAs wouldn't. This they're just coming after me because they're afraid of me. Maybe all of these various groups and all these different parts are going after him because he's an actual criminal and did the things. It's also like in Georgia, he's on tape breaking the law of trying to find election. You know. Change the election. Talk yeah. to somebody afterwards is against the law. And he's on tape doing it. You know, find me like, you know, about 15,000-ish votes. Yeah, that's all Yeah, I okay. Need. Yeah, that's all I need. Just that small. It's, it's a small ask. It's a small yeah. ask. Yeah, but, but he's me, completely innocent of that. Oh, yeah. You know, meanwhile, Lindsey Graham, Graham is, is sweating in his pants because he's got to go through that now. That's what you get. You signed on to the wrong team. You literally signed on to the worst team in the league. And then you have nerve to be upset because y'all are losing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That being said. <clears throat> but. crazy. Talk about presidents, though, if I may. Sure. One of the other big stories that trended this past 30 days is President Biden enacting a student loan forgiveness program. And, listening friends, if you've been, you know, watching the news, which oftentimes can't even be avoided as much as I try, uh, President Biden's plan includes um, loan forgiveness up to $10,000 for federal loan, federal student loan holders, up to 20000 if said borrower uh, also received Pell Grants. That's the basis of it. There are other parts to it. And and the other part I found significant about this, not that there's more to it, but not that there isn't more to it. But one of the other parts I found significant was capping the repayment amount to 5% of a borrower's income, which is a huge deal. That's that's actually bigger. Yes. Yes. The 10K. Because people were out here spending like a car note plus a house note rent amount a month to pay student loans and we're barely putting a chip in it. 
Now, you know, depending on how much, you know, how many years of education Barl may have had, what school they went to, whether or not they stuck just to undergraduate and finished, or whether or not they went on to postgraduate or PhD work, the amount of their, their loans will vary. Yes. But, and then for some people, you know, that, that are carrying, you know, loans into the six figures, 10 or 20 grand is going to knock off a little bit, like, interest is. Honestly, both of those amounts for most most people is just the interest. Basically, right. you just refinanced your house. That's all, that's all it is. But it's people a start. People are mad because they're like, well, I'm not paying. You're not paying right. for shit because no. it's interest. And interest isn't the repayment. I mean, I guess technically it is, but I'm saying it's not the actual <laughs> loan amount. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, I, I could give you a, a personal example. My mom graduated from college in 1992 in her 40s. She's always very proud that she did that in her 40s. Mm-hmm. Which she should be. I'm not saying she should Oh, yeah. When my mom died last year, she was still paying on those damn things. Yep. And I can assure you that the amount owed was more than the amount of student loans that she got when she went to school by yep. a vast amount. And yep. that is most people. And all of these people screaming about, I don't want to pay for somebody to get free college. First of all, dumb fucker, you might want to go and look about up how much it costs to go to one year of college. Yeah. University of Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma, not even one of the most expensive schools in the country. Twenty two five a semester. Mm hmm. So maybe at most you gave somebody ninety percent of a semester free. <laughs> Basically. At most. Basically. So it, it's just refinancing your house. That's all it is. And that this whole notion of oh, I shouldn't have to pay for some doctor or lawyer who graduated from Harvard's free college. First of all, dumb fucker, you don't know how much it costs to go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, you don't qualify for the twenty k or mm. the ten k because mm. you're probably making over that amount. Woo woo. Second, second, third, whatever number I'm on on these point trees. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know, people that go to Votech also get student loans and Pell Grants. Correct. And, and so there are there are dudes out there that are like welders, mm -hmm. electricians, mm -hmm. and plumbers, plumbers, and you know, cybersecurity people that went to Votex because that's a Votech type career, and people that are uh, nurses assistants in various stuff because that is a Votech type school. People that went to hair school to learn to do hair, beauticians, they also qualify for student loans and bill grants. Mm -hmm. That's who this is helping. It's not helping the dude that went to Harvard or Princeton. Nope. nope. It, 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 it's helping those people. I think roughly 75% of the predicted borrowers that it will assist are somewhere in the middle class. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I've, I've read what the feedback that I've been reading on social media since this news broke was a. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it was positive. Some of it was disheartening in the worst way. And oh. just like you said, because people are like, I don't want my tax money going to pay off these people who purposely put themselves in debt. And, and there was one, there was one a comment that, that came off of directly from my Facebook news feed. So it was someone that's on my Facebook list, but it amounted to, I worked my way through my spouse had grants and scholarships. Neither one of us had to take out loans. I object to having to pay back or help anybody pay theirs because it's not our problem that they chose to go into debt. 
And then, you know, went to the part of the argument that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree with having my tax money go to pay for someone's student loans that went to school to major in basket weaving. First of all, let's not be absurd. Okay. Right. You're, you're pretty much just, just like you went to school for a time and were able to pay your way through just because the next person was able to cover their expenses through scholarships or grants or something like that. Just because the next person, let's say, had their parents pay for it. And it doesn't even have to be an expensive school. Just because those people didn't have to take out debt doesn't mean the people that did have any lesser aspirations than you did. There right. was something they wanted to do. And they knew the best way to do it was to go to this school with this major. And that was the only way they knew how to get there. You mean to tell me that they should deny themselves that opportunity because one day someone else may pay off their debt. What kind of argument is that? Yeah. And really the thing is, as you mentioned, the cap, this is going to help people going forward. Yes. Really, that's where it's going to help people. The other part, yeah, it's great. Well, needed. Not saying it's not. Mm -hmm. But having the cap is really going to help everybody. Everyone going to school that gets student loans going forward, that's going to benefit them. Yes. They're not going to get the 10K or 20K, whatever the number is. They're not going to get that. Mm-hmm. But they're certainly going to benefit from the five cap. Yes. But can you imagine a Vietnam veteran, say, lost his left arm in Vietnam, getting pissed off because Afghanistan war veterans that may have lost their left arm, they get prosthetics with sensors and the hand move, and they're just pissed off because all they got was a hook. I didn't get a prosthetic limb where the fingers could because of the sensor, I only got a hook. Those goddamn veterans should have to get a hook too, right? Sound like a dick, don't you? <laughs> you really do. And the thing of it is, is that I've also seen the argument made that not only that, you know, I had to struggle so that everybody in the same situation should have to struggle too. There's that, like you said. Then there's also the the whole... Um, I struggled so you don't have to. Exactly. Like, why would I want like me, for instance, I didn't have it. My daughter does. I'm happy for her in that instance because she and millions of other people, obviously, are going to get some help that they need. But just like you said, the more important part that we agree on is the 5% cap. That allows people that still have to repay or whatever they have left to repay, that allows them more discretionary funds to be able to spend and put that money out there into the economy. So if you're we're Americans, one, we're not yeah. saving that. Ah. So for the people arguing that, you know, Biden messed up with this, you know, student loan borrowers don't need this. They need to give, they need to help out the middle class. Guess what? This is helping out the middle class. Yep. And yep. I hated that that point was missed so often in all these arguments against this that I have heard. They keep missing that part. The fact that you're allowing these folks to hold more of their money to be able to spend on, oh, I don't know, rent or food or basic household necessities and utilities. They're not paying an arm and a leg every month for these student huh? loans. They, it, I don't know anybody who goes to school that takes out loans that does it at that right the point that they do it. They decide that they're just not going to pay them back. I know people who decide later on. If right. they're not going to, and that's their business. But I don't know anybody that goes into it and decides, I'm just going to take all this money out and go to school, and I don't intend to pay not a dime. Maybe there are some people out there. I don't know them yet. But 
I don't know. I don't know that the majority of people that do it do it in the hopes that one day they can get it forgiven. They just set their mind to I'm gonna have to pay it back. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, they're not going into it Rick James and Rick James in the couch. Basically. Basically not. So to 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 infer that that's the case. Like these people are sitting around waiting for somebody to excuse this and it's coming at the expense of us of us righteous taxpayers. Will you forget these people that are paying these loans? They're taxpayers too. Yeah. So And really if you think about it over let's just say five years, the money that is spent and put back into the economy is gonna be much larger than the ten K. Sure. And I, I use the ten K number because that's the number that we know everyone qualify for it mm-hmm. qualifies without having to do the, the other thing but i am gonna because we're getting close to time here i am going to finish with a little tale that i have yet to tell you because i wanted to see how pissed off you got when i told you this story Goody. <laughs> <laughs> so my youngest daughter emily everybody knows if you've listened to this show that emily has not had what you would call a great year mm-hmm. it is a year that has involved an amount of pain that no human being should ever have to. Emily posted about the debt forgiveness. She was basically saying, hey, this is great. This is going to help a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. And a MAGA family member commented on this. Mm -hmm. A MAGA family member who not once bothered to ever message Emily and ask how she messaged me, message my sister. Anyone that would know, she never asked to see how Emily was doing. But by golly, if Emily posts something that she doesn't agree with politically, she always has something to say, which irritates the crap out of me. So they were going back and forth on this student loan, and she's all, I always worked my way through. First of all, there's a little more to that story. I'm not going to go into it. But <gasps> Did it involve stripping? No. Did it involve um, waitressing? Fair. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't stripping. Um, she wasn't an escort, a la Lauren Bobart. But Ooh. Allegedly, mm. gotta get that in there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they're they're going back and forth, and finally Emily says, "Why would you want somebody to have to suffer because the amount of money they're paying back because the interest is so crazy actually can cause them suffering because maybe they can't afford to eat as well as they could, or pay other bills, or get medication because the the interest on these student loans is insane. It's a predatory loan. Correct. Why would you want someone to suffer?" Mm-hmm. And Emily said, I've gone through some stuff, and I would never want someone to have to do that. And her response was, well, they had said that before, and then Emily asked this question. She's like, so you're good with people suffering? And her response was, yes, suffering is good for people. It builds character. Oh, fuck all that. (laughs) You might want to know your audience and not be tone deaf when you say that, because Emily is not the person that you say that to. Emily's response was, well, I built more character on February 24th than you've built in your entire life, which is true. (laughs) And Emily's Uh. point was, that is awful. That (laughs) is not the way to view the world. I am not the person to talk about suffering because I have endured more than you will ever experience. Don't talk. (laughs) Her response was, don't comment on what I have to say. And of course, then that pissed off my oldest daughter. And then my eldest daughter and her got into an even (laughs) argument. Oh, your children are like little pit bulls. I love it. Um, okay, so, <laughs> I, I love it. So now there's a whole part of my family that we no longer talk. <laughs> I mean, but you know, they made your bed and fuck that couch. So I mean, yeah, but, right? But even if you believe that suffering can build character, you probably need to consider the person you're saying that to. 
true. And it's very clear that I, I assume that this person knew about what Emily went through, correct? Oh, yeah, she knew. Okay. So, um, she either didn't give a crap. Yeah. And because she had a point to make. Because she had the point to make, so she didn't put I don't think anything together. Although, actually, it's probably a combination of the two, because that same cousin also didn't bother to say anything to myself, my brother, or my sister when our mother died. You know, her aunt. We didn't even get, I'm so sorry, your mom died. It was not acknowledged at all. I don't even know if she gave two shits. So, maybe she didn't give two shits about him in fire, but she certainly wanted to get her point across enough that she didn't care. No. The, the need for her to get her point across superseded any kind of compassion or consideration. Yeah. And there's far too many of that. Yeah. Far too much of that going on. Yeah. The need to be right and to make a point comes at the expense of common decency. Because if and, suffering builds character, Emily has literally, we are not kidding when we say that on February 24th, she built more character than most people in a lifetime. And, and that was just the beginning of the process. Yes. <laughs> And, and and I think we said it before. I I I hate the idea that supposedly the most the most surefire way of building character is to suffer or to go through something tragic. I hate the idea of it. I hate it yeah. because when you when circum when unmentionable or unthinkable circumstances happen to you, you go through it because it's there and there's no other way out but to go through it. I don't know if that needs to be interpreted as a measure of strength. It's just a matter of survival. And thank goodness, Emily and folks like her that have been through things like that were able to get through it. But to somehow imply that you're lesser of a person if you haven't had to go through things? Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, Emily told us she didn't say this to this cousin. But Emily told us she was like, I can't stand her. and yet. I still don't want her to ever have to have been on fire. Exactly. She's like, I wouldn't want anybody to have ever, to ever be on fire again. If she's like, if no human for the rest of the world, <laughs> you know, until the sun expands and destroys it, if no one's ever on fire until then, she's fine with that. And I don't blame her because I am too. That's I mean, the correct viewpoint. It is. <laughs> it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that. Emily is is the kind of person, and that's a credit to you guys. She's the kind of person who does not, you know, wish ill on people who don't who don't consider her at all. That's good on her. Yep. But there's far too many, you know, like your now, you know, your disowned family member. That's like, you know, fuck it. If I can't be happy, I don't want anybody to be. That's, right. that's basically what it boils down to. If I can't have my way and do what I want, I don't think anybody should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, my, that cousin of mine just views people that I guess don't have hard things happen to them as Eddie Murphy's couch, and she's going to kick them until they do have something bad happen. Guess what the five fingers said to the face? Blow! <laughs> That's right. She's lucky Emily wasn't around, though. Emily might not have wished her to be on fire, but I think Emily would have definitely thrown hands if they were in the same room. <laughs> Blow! <laughs> and I would have, if I was there, I wouldn't have seen the thing. <laughs> but there it is, listening friends. Um, the, I mean, those are the those are the two of the biggest stories going through the the news cycle in these last few weeks. But as we as we always do, we we come to an end. Yep. So thanks for hanging in there with us. We're glad you came back for another week. We're glad we came back after a month. 
we always like being here. So I yeah, I I, I spent <laughs> the first two nights that we record and we weren't recording, wandering around aimlessly and listlessly through the house, not knowing what to do because my schedule was. <laughs> it's all right. We're back on track now. So. Listening friends, if if you're still here with us after all this time, we appreciate it. We thank you. If you've got any feedback for us, let us know through one of the many channels that we have. And in the meantime, we'll be here thinking of all the various ways that we can put out all the fires in the world. It's a tough job. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. it yeah. Might as well. Let well. me get my psychic powers up, though, because... I honestly do need a, a break, so I'll be I'll be happy with like seventy five grand. <clears throat> Until that happens, listening friends, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, hit that like button and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Let us hear your feedback. You can find us on our website, podpage.com slash kenyatta-jack-save-the-world, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, on Facebook, or you can email us at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. You can also find further information about our chosen charities at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. And because we always want you to be good to yourselves and others, if you or anyone you know needs help or support, please check out the resources provided by the American Psychological Association at apa.org slash topics slash crisis dash topics. and Jack Save the World is a production of Hyper Focus Podcasts.